0: Hi, is Ange here, and welcome back to my podcast. This is chapter three, and I just wanted to thank everybody again for who's taking the time to listen to my book. would love to hear from you. Also, either hit likes or shares or rating, comments, voice messages. I would love to hear from you, and um, like to get this out in front of more people so I can tighten my story up and make it better. So, without further ado, I'll be in chapter three. Chapter 3 After the woman lost consciousness again, and the screaming ceased, Laddie was able to examine her with a bit more ease. Laddie had studied healing remedies with her grandparents, who had been both great healers. She had grown up in their home, surrounded by all sorts of sickness and injuries. Bledam was a weaponsmith, who had also seen her share of serious injuries. Still, nothing prepared them for what they were about to see. Laddie pulled back the blood-matted curls. Where is this blood coming from? A sharp breath whistled past her teeth. She prodded her scalp with trained hands and felt the skull give in a little. Bladom, aim that light over here. The light revealed a small section of the woman's scalp was cut in three places, and there was a significant swelling where the skull had broken. Allowing herself only a moment to react, she shut off her emotions to concentrate on what she had to do. Still, in that moment... A rush like wildfire hollowed out her chest, strong enough to make her eyes mist and her hands tremble. I can't fix this, Laddie said when she finished assessing the woman's wound. Bledam sighed in defeat beside her. How is she still alive? Bledam asked as she set down the mirror, tossing her blonde hair over her shoulder with the flick of her head. For the baby's sake, let's be thankful she is, she answered. They grabbed large pieces of cloth and made bandages to wrap her skull, turning their attention to the unborn child. Laddie performed an examination as Bledam did her best to hold the woman still. Even with Bledam's considerable strength, the woman twisted and moaned, screamed in pain. When Laddie finished with the examination, the woman calmed down. Laddie saw Bledam staring at her from across the bed. A sigh escaped before Bledam asked, "'What are you thinking?' Laddie wiped her bangs away with the back of her bloodied hand. Looking at her best friend, she decided, I need your smallest, sharpest knife. And fetch Ulrich and Begrosan as fast as you can. What? Bledam cut herself off as she stared down at the woman, tossing and turning on the bed. Go, now, Laddie shouted. With more authority than she felt, she was scared to death. Bledam looked at Laddie, eyes widened, then hurried out of the bedroom. From her medicine bag, Laddie pulled out everything she had for pain and sleep. None of it was strong, but it was the least she could do for the poor woman she was about to butcher. Laddie hoped that she could get the baby out before the medicines could harm it. She mixed up what she had into a drink. Laddie sat on the bed. She gently lifted the woman's head and coaxed the liquid down her throat, hoping it would be enough. I need you to drink this. It will help your pain. Laddie showed her the cup. With her eyes unfocused, the woman grabbed onto Laddie with her frail hands. Yes, I'm going to help your baby. Grateful she didn't have to lie to her. Omri, she said. Laddie smiled and encouraged her to drink the rest of it. And the woman soon slipped back into a semi-conscious state. Laddie heard Bledam arrive back in the main house and went out to meet them in the hallway, shutting the door behind herself. As requested, there was Ulrich, Bergrosen, and Bladom with her assortment of sharp knives. Usually, when they were all together, Laddie felt small and inadequate, as they were among the most powerful people in Avit. However, right now they all looked to her for instructions. Being the medicine woman of their tribe and third wife of the chieftain gave her a power of her own right though power wasn't something she was comfortable with. She took a breath to calm herself and began, hoping her voice didn't betray her. The woman's head injury is fatal. There's nothing we can do. She heard Ulrich's sharp breath. Staring at the floor, she continued. We have only one chance to save the baby. I've given the mother sleeping and pain relief herbs, but they won't be enough. Enough? asked Bladom. Bile crept in her throat. Laddie swallowed before she spoke. Nowhere near enough for what she's about to go through. In her current state of semi-consciousness, she'll feel more than she should. We have to be quick, precise. It's the humane thing to do. Humane? What are you talking about, Laddie? Ulrich asked. Sighing, she looked up at her kind-hearted husband and let her gaze fall down to her blood-covered hands. The sight gave her the strength she needed. She looked back up at the chieftain. I can't save her. Her brain is swelling, and it isn't something I can fix. In her condition, she can't give birth to her baby. Laddie thought for a moment and continued. If that were me, I would want you to do anything and everything to give our child the best chance for survival, no matter what. Even if that means doing this. Laddie ignored Bledam's recoil, as she didn't have the luxury to feel anything right now. Which is what Ulrich snapped. Cut her baby out before she dies and takes the child with her. She added with more conviction than she thought she had. They all stared at her, faces silent and still. Bladon was the first to speak. Can't we wait for her to die and then get the baby? No, Lottie shook her head. But the damage to her brain? I have no way of knowing what damage has already happened to the child. We'll be killing her, Ulrich said, as if to try to make sure she understood the point. She understood it better than any of them. Letty had to make this tough decision herself. Exasperated, but trying not to let it show, she answered, No, the head injury is killing her. Even if I do everything in my power to save her, she will still die today. We're trying to give the child its only shot at life. If it were me on that bed, I would expect you to do the same. Ulrich flinched. Burke rose and spoke up. She's right. She's right. The child has a chance. We must do it, no matter how distasteful. What do you need us to do? The elder bonded, spoke, and everything moved forward. Once they were all back in the bedroom, they each took their places and got to work according to Laddie's instructions. Ulrich held down the woman's shoulders to prevent her from trying to sit up. Berg had tied down her legs and was holding down her hips. Bladon was next to her with blankets for a newborn, string to tie off the cord, and water to give the baby a bath. Laddie took a deep breath as she grabbed the smallest of the sharp knives. Right as she positioned the knife to begin the incision, Laddie glanced at her patient. The woman's eyes were open. Tears streamed down her blood-stained face. She nodded her head and closed her eyes. Laddie sucked in the last of her humanity and sliced as fast as she could. The woman screamed. Laddie was certain she would hear that scream forever. Blocking everything else out, she focused on delivering this baby. She had never done this before, but her grandmother had told her about the procedure once, in great detail. The steps ran through her head now. She did each one, checking them off a the list. Please be with me now, more She called out silently to her. Within moments, she had the baby out and in her hands. A sweet, melodious cry filled the room a sound that seemed to breathe life back into the surrounding air. Everyone seemed to exhale at the same time. The new mother had a faint smile as Laddie cut the cord, but her eyes were distant, lifeless, empty. For a reason she couldn't explain, Laddie still placed the newborn up to lay on her mother's chest. For the first and only time, the baby's hand found her mother's thumb with her tiny little fingers and held it. The dead woman's hand began to glow a muted white, and it passed to the girl's hand. As it dissipated, a momentary flash of pale light glowed in the baby's eyes, making her brown eyes appear gray for just a moment. Laddie attempted to rub the tired out of her eyes, but the broom had a haziness to it, almost as engulfed in a sparse fog. Staring in wonder, Berg Rosen was the first to cut the silence. What was that? Could it have been some sort of magic? asked Ulrich. Or her spirit, Bladon proffered, sending a shiver down Laddie's spine. The wildfire she had been ignoring burned away the last of Laddie's wall, as tears drained from her. Laddie cried despite her best efforts to be strong. She felt weak and embarrassed. Looking around, she wasn't the only one shaken and exhausted by the night's events. Regardless of her entrance into the world, the baby was perfect, with a full head a black curly hair, skin bronze like her mother's, and dark brown eyes. They didn't have a nursemaid for her, so Laddie sent a servant for goat's milk, and someone else would have to find out who she belonged to. But thankfully, these decisions were not hers. Laddie only had to concentrate on how to keep this little one healthy. It was now dawn, and none of them had gotten enough sleep. Laddie held the swaddled baby close and rocked her to sleep, Everyone was eager for their turn to hold the baby next. Laddie was about to suggest they should get some rest. When another blood-curdling scream ripped through the dawn, the flame in her chest roared to life again. Something was wrong. Something was very wrong. The pains were too strong and too fast. Hatsuka could barely breathe. The pain was everywhere every nerve shrieked in protest as pain burned from the inside out fire charring her bones deep inside of her she heard something awful and it wouldn't stop screams it was her screams the screams of a dying woman what if i took the wrong thing someone please help me the wordless screams didn't stop and the pain only got worse hands grabbed her Someone could have been talking to her, but she couldn't hear them over the screams. The damn screams wouldn't stop. The slices of pain ripped through her body with such intensity that she began to shake all over. Hatsuka felt someone sitting her up, then cramming her legs apart and up to her chest. Please don't touch me. It hurts. She tried to speak, but only inarticulate screams were coming out. Someone was pushing on her back, forcing her to sit up. Someone else was pushing on her belly. Every touch sent pain like lightning through her body. It felt like an unending, torturous nightmare. No longer able to think past the pain. Her voice had died a long time ago, but she continued to scream. She couldn't make out what anyone was saying to her. Finally, mercifully, the blackness claimed her. That concludes Chapter 3. Thank you very much for listening and please feel free to give me your comments, um, send me a voice message, um, do the likes and the comments and the shares and the stars and all the things please um, to help support the show. Thank you very much and on Friday I'll be releasing Chapter 4. Bye!